What's good? It's your boy Mikey, man. Can we keep it real? How we doing, man? We looking into 6ix9ine because that's pretty much, yo, that shit is pretty much like a movie. From November 21st last year, that was the day I think I downloaded the Gummo song and, you know, you seen the way that he was acting and he's an interesting character, you know, and uh, something just drew people, you know, to him. It was the way he trolled, the way he talked shit. But I think people wanted to watch this kid's demise. People wanted to watch him, him fail. And kids and up-and-coming artists and people should take this as an example because you need to watch what you say, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Messenger, whether it's through a text message, Instagram, whatever other, what other, um, what other pages are there? Like, what do they call them? The little round thing snapchat you know all them other things you gotta be careful what you say because on monday morning at third good marshall courthouse in new york judge inglemeyer sat over takashi's case and this case pretty much grabbed the attention of the hip-hop world the arrest of six nine and his now former running partners i mean six nine publicly humiliated these guys and pretty much fired them but 6ix9ine didn't speak other than to acknowledge that he has seen the charges against him but he mostly kept his eyes right towards the judge occasionally looking behind him and yawning he was represented by Lance Lazaro and a new addition to his legal team Don Florio Monday's court here and really it followed Last week's indictment of Daniel Hernandez, Takashi 69, they indicted his former manager, Cafano Shadi Jordan. They indicted four of their um, associates on, on a bunch of racketeering related charges. I mean, straight mafia shit. What they're talking about happened, they're saying the indictment accuses the defendants of being members of a criminal organization known as the Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods. Only one week after the initial indictment, four of the six defendants were in a downtown Manhattan courtroom to be arraigned, and then they're going to determine the next legal steps that they are going to take. How it happened was they were all shackled up in jumpsuits. 6ix9ine, Shoddy, Mel Murda, Genzel, aka Ish, co defendant Fareem Crippy Walter, and they pretty much, uh, it was announced. Oh, actually, Crippy was in the hospital facing complications from being shot last month at a dinner meeting between 6ix9ine and his label head, Elliot Grange. That meeting ended up turning violent. We'll jump into that as well. The other co-defendants, Fugatan Lovick, was locked up on a separate charge and is expected to actually join his other defendants for further meetings. So don't worry, he'll be joining you. Guys have a nice, comfortable room. And then back to the joint. But the courtroom was really only about three-fourths full. Mostly friends, family of the defendants. One full role was taken up by the media. The government laid out its case 
and 6-9. In this case, you enter a plea. Uh, of course, 6-9 entered a not guilty plea. And the calendar was set. So 6-9 has a court date of January 22nd. And a trial date was set for September 9th. But the Attorney General's office is, is offered to stop the trial in April or May. But different defense lawyers said they really need more time to prepare. You know, the DA's office was like, let's do this. We can go right now. You know, uh, or we can get this done as early as, you know, like I said, April or May. But, you know, the defense wanted more time, you know, to to check things out and see what's going on. Wait on evidence, try to get testimony, build their case. And really, you know why the biggest reason that, that the defense is really push cases off like this all the time? They push cases off like this until they get all their money. And once they get all their money... Then they try to hurry up and finish the case out. Or they don't even want to come to court when they're supposed to. But the judge, Inglemeyer, he said, you know what? I'll tell you what. We're going to start in July. But the defense kept insisting. So now it's going to go right after Labor Day. So September 4th, you know, they'll be looking into picking the jury. But don't let that scare you. And like I said earlier, you know, people that be posting shit, be careful what you post. You know, because when they were laying out what type of evidence that they had, the prosecutors really let it be known that they got social media search warrants for 6ix9ine and Walter Crippy's Instagram accounts, as well as Walter's Snapchat account. In addition, they have iCloud accounts uh, for all the defense or most of the defendants. And others plus email accounts and, and different phones from 6ix9ine and other things that these defendants were using. You know, so they went and got all the warrants. I mean, they got warrants. You start getting warrants for iCloud accounts and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you got some evidence. 6ix9ine's Instagram account in particular, the government said was so voluminous that they hadn't had a chance to fully go through it yet because there was so much shit. Imagine if they charged this dude with everybody he threatened. Wouldn't that be crazy? But 6ix9ine didn't even sit with the other defendants. He's totally separating himself. In the courtroom, 6ix9ine was about a couple rows behind the other defendants with court personnel in between them so you know there's some friction there shoddy butler and jones all sat in a row and the rapper appeared to avoid making eye contact with his former crew altogether he said i ain't even playing with you where's my 2.2 million dollars they straight beat this kid the defense counsel, what it's going to do is that that's what they're going to make this look like. They're going to make it look like Takashi was young, a uh, young Mexican kid. You know, uh, he's only 22 now. You know, these guys kind of influenced him. They kind of broke his mind down and they used him. So the defense counsel sat at the table as well. But the seating arrangement really made a lot of sense. Given that according to the FBI, Jones was caught on tape 
threatening Takashi 69. So the Attorney General's office is making it clear that the initial indictment was by no means the end of the story here. They pretty much saying their investigation is going to continue and they're really going to add at least one other defendant. In addition, they're saying that they're planning to add a lot more counts against Jones in the next few weeks. So Shoddy rolling around saying all that shit where the new death row. You know, well, now you're going to really see what it's like to be the new death row, you know. But this ain't over by a long shot, you know. We have to wait to see if the outcome of this case, is it likely to be known anytime soon? No. Trials go on and on, and especially something like this, with all the evidence they're going to have. A lot of these guys have nothing to lose, so of course they're going to go to trial. But money, who's going to pay for all this? For all their lawyers. Judge Inglemeyer, who presided over the other gang-related cases, seems to expect that some of all the defendants are going to plead out before the proceedings even start. And that happens a lot, because when the federal government is throwing some years at you, most people think twice and they, you know, and they end up, um, they plead out, you know. But Shadi, despite what the judge said, he said, nah, we don't fold, we don't bend, we don't break. He says the courtroom was empty and it's Treyway. That's crazy, yo. Shadi is like, <laughs> he said, hell no, no one taking any kind of deal. He said, this is Treyway. Imagine saying that shit to a, to a judge. Yeah, I mean, it. it's not even like you wouldn't even think somebody would even say that shit to a judge. But it looks like 6ix9ine's ex-manager Shoddy now is now accused of stealing $2.2 million of the rapper's cash. So along with a lot of his serious legal challenges and now his financial issues, they're becoming just as bad. You know, we all know Takashi was arrested, all that shit, you know. So, in addition to his former manager, Shoddy, Crippy, Ish, and Mel Murder, they were all hit with the same charges for a string of violent incidents as member of the Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods. Now, 6ix9ine Money Troubles is going to really pose a serious issue, you know, to, to defending this kid. During his court appearances last week, Crippy Melmurda, whose police say is the leader of the Nine Trays, all admitted they could not afford lawyers and really went with public defenders. As for Shadi, he had about 60000 in his bank account, but he is accused of stashing another $2.2 million somewhere, which were proceeds that were supposed to be from shows booked for Takashi 69. And it's also saying that that 6ix9ine owes a security company $100,000. But although they're saying they're broke, 6ix9ine believe Crippy, Ish, and Melmurda were all in on the conspiracy to jerk him out of his money. But it turns out police believe that Shadi was the culprit by himself. The rapper ended up firing everybody. Um, right before going on to the breakfast club and is accusing his old booking agency, MTA, of stealing the money. 
but the company's adamantly denying the allegations and is threatening to sue Takashi 69 over it. Now, he's facing a minimum of, what, 32 years in prison for the assault when they friggin', um, you know, he's willing, he's facing a lot of time. But they're also saying he was assaulted over the weekend at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn while he was being housed in general population. So now he was transferred to the prison, you know, where cooperating witnesses are pretty much housed. You know, they're saying, the FBI is saying Mel Murder was caught on a wiretap ordering associates to super violate 6ix9ine. So there was, there was a plot to kill this dude. So, I mean, things are just looking bad for this kid, man. He must be like, damn, where are my boys? The men, the ones that are accused of being members of the Nine Trade Bloods and unleashing a year of terror on their enemies while dealing drugs, murdering people, and even plotting against their enemies and their own gang members trying to take them out. While Takashi was trying to make bail in the case, the rapper said he had about $1.7 million in cash in the bank, which he offered to the court, along with his passport, but the judge denied his request. The rapper was also placed into general population at the beginning at a notorious prison, even though the feds foiled the plot by nine trade gang members to super violate the rapper for distancing himself from the gang during an interview on The Breakfast Club. So, now we know 6ix9ine was denied bail at this time, so we'll have to keep an eye out, but yo, check it out. Can we keep it real? For all this shit coming up and, um, this motherfucker dummy boy, huh? Is he stupid? Yo, what's good at your boy, Mikey, man? Can we keep it real? How you doing? A little more hip-hop news out of El Paso, Texas. Hip-hop fans are mourning the death of artists known as El Dreamer and also Tatted Dreams. He was killed when he decided he can outrun a Texas Department of Public safety trooper when he attempted to stop Raymond Holly Sienz who was 29 years old according to the police department Sienz saw the trooper and then he took off dude ran a red light El Dreamer is now dreaming permanently his motorcycle crashed into another vehicle he hit the vehicle head Ongoing high speed. He died at the scene. Another shame. 29 year old kid. Dead. The El Paso born Sinez was set to perform. With singer Frankie J. In Albuquerque on Saturday. But he will not be making that concert. That's for sure. I don't mean no disrespect. But you can't be taken off on the police. And driving these motorcycles. Like it's legal. But the rapper was known for such bilingual songs as Running In Place and Blackout. Rest in peace to this kid, man. It's a really, really a shame. 
that this shit be happening. You know what I mean? Every time you turn around, you hear somebody's dying from from this. Someone's dying from that. Whether they're whether they're being killed. But in other news, it looks like little baby saying he won't reach out to six nine in prison. This year, we've seen dozens of artists truly break out as they attempt to make a new name for themselves. A few of the biggest stars to form in 2018 really have been Little Baby and 6ix9ine, who collaborated on the recently leaked Dummy Boy. Their track TikTok is a favorite among those who listed to the unofficial version of the product. Given the Brooklyn rapper's controversial nature, he was bound to get brought up during Baby's new interview with Hot 97. The Yes Indeed artist posted up to Hip Hop 97 to promote his upcoming project, Street Gossip. And during his talk, the host touched on a few pressing topics. There have been nothing hotter than the last few days and anything the last week regarding Takashi 69 Shoddy, and the whole Treyway. And she asked if the two had been in contact since he got locked up. And Baby answered that he has no intent on reaching out to him until he gets out. I don't need to be talking to no one in jail, little Baby said. Is it a risky situation considering all the calls that are recorded? While he won't be calling his friends, he wishes he does get released from jail soon. But as of right now, we know his trial set is for next year, 2019 in September. But that's what's good. Hip-hop news. We'll have to keep an eye on that, man. And Dame Dash and Lee Daniels is settling for $5 million. We'll see if that ever gets paid. Dame Dash was... People that don't know who Dame Dash was, he was very influential with Jay-Z. He was one of Jay-Z's big partners back in the day. But Dame Dash is happy that things are working out. Him and Lee Daniels seem to be on good terms now. You know, the music superstar and director settled in a $5 million lawsuit that Dame filed. Dame and Daniels came to an agreement in the matter. They decided to drop the lawsuit. And they're also going to pay for their own attorney fees. So they said they're just two happy people from the culture could work things out. About the whole agreement. Dame previously invested $2 million for Richard Pryor's movie that Lee Daniels was working on. With the agreement that the music mogul would receive a credit as an executive producer as well as 5% of the back end profits from the film. See the back end, they get a front end and you get a back end. We'll explain more of that later. I gotta run and get my daughter. Peace.